You are all weirdos. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the My Hero Academia Manga Reading Club podcast, part of the Weird Science family, a manga podcast family, not a network. I am not here with Luke Hollywood. I believe, as always, the guy is drunk. He might be. The less, here's the thing. We have a time difference, me and Luke. I am outside of the Philadelphia area in the U.S. He is in Leak Slip, Ireland. There is a five-hour difference. But he ends up messaging me my time about 4 o'clock and says, All right, I'm about to read the stuff. I'm about to get ready. We are going to do this chapter of My Hero Academia and the Manga Monday show as what we do on Mondays. So he ends up telling me he's going to read these already. He's ready to go, but he had to go to the bathroom first. So I said, all right, well, I'm reading, I think, five minutes later. I'm going to read now as well. And then he puts right away, hold on, old guy. Don't get too excited. I have to go to the bathroom. Like, I get it. I can't get to go to the bathroom and I'm going to read the stuff and let's go. And then I didn't hear from him for three hours. And so I realized, you know, he really has a lot. To, to get out of his system, I guess, is what they would say. I think he might have clogged the toilet 50 times or maybe got lost in it. I'm not sure. Or he might be drunk. The guy is drunk. So then all of a sudden at around 7.10, he says, hey, what's going on? I'm about, and I, what's going on? I think I had already put, you know, both chapters, banger chapters. And then he wrote, oh, it's seven, three hours later. I'm about to read them now. Like, here we go. Here we go. And then I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to record a couple other things. I ended up doing the Dragon Ball Manga Reading Club. I started doing some other stuff. And then I said, hey, what's going on? Are you done reading? Now it's about 8.15. And he says, no, not yet. I'm eating pizza. I'm like, I I don't know what the hell goes on in Ireland. I I don't know. Do they have watches there? Do they? Do they have schedule books or, you know, a itinerary? I don't know, but it's now, I'm looking now, it's now 10 o'clock my time, and he has not said anything since he was going to go eat pizza at our time, 8. So I don't think he's showing up. So I am here alone is what all of this ends up being. And we can make fun of Luke next week. Because this is now, because this is the second reading club of the week. We end up doing on Mondays, we have the Spy Family. He was drunk then. or the, Then we have the My Hero Academia on Tuesday, obviously. And he's not. who knows if he's going to show up for the Demon Slayer, Jujutsu Kaisen, or the mm, Chainsaw Man. That's a little way to let everybody know all of the reading clubs as well. Wink, wink. But here we go. It's just me. I can make up some crazy things like Luke and maybe ooh and ah. This is chapter 46 or number 46. Bizarre. Grand Torino appears. Unlike Luke. See? I can play that game too. What you end up starting out is Mineta being totally sus and saying, I'm going for Mount Lady. I'm like, are you Mineta? Because I don't think she's going to be down for the Mineta Express. That's just me. Everybody else is talking about drafts and who what hero they would go for and all this stuff but it's not just you know chit chat in class this has something 
bigger to do with the idea that at this point the students have to decide if they were drafted what hero they want to choose to learn under or if they weren't drafted you end up being able to choose one of the hero agencies to go off to be an intern at now while all this is going on or Rocco looks over and then everybody looks over actually and it's funny too because you end up having Midoriya being complete fanboy again He's mumbling to himself. He's writing down stats. He's like, okay, I have to research these 40 potential heroes and divide them up based on their specialties. Then I'll look at the number of resolved incidents reached since there and what abilities they use. He's going way over the top. But what I like about the scene is when you do look in the background, you end up having all the kids or Rocka, Mineta, all of them smiling because it's like, oh, there he goes again. Oh, that Midoriya, look at him. And you do see he's got his hands still bandaged, all that stuff. But it is a nice little moment, I think, of them kind of there smiling and kind of like, oh, that Midoriya. But then you go off and we have what looks like would have been a color page, possibly. Then we hit the main chapter where we start last week. We go a week back to see how we got to this. And I already kind of explained the deal. What you're going to get is Ayazawa and Midnight are in front of the class. And Ayazawa says, listen, I'm going to pass out these lists. These lists are, if you were drafted, it'll list all the people who drafted you. And if you weren't drafted, you'll get a list of the agencies that you can pick. And he's very big on, please, don't just rush through this. Don't just pick something just to pick it. Think this through. Think of what you want to end up being. Think of what you think you could do good at because this could affect your entire hero career. Don't look at it as just a little bit of an assignment. And he even says at a point that he knows some third years that are still kicking themselves for not thinking this through enough. And so you end up where the whole play and you even get the idea of more of, hey, if you want to pick one of these agencies, because the heroes, I think we kind of would know, okay, if you get picked by this hero, you're kind of going to be that sort of deal. You know, if what I thought was going to happen was Endeavor was going to pick Midoriya and he would probably sit there and just teach Midoriya about how awful All Might is, right? That's kind of his deal. So you kind of get that. But with the agencies, different agencies from different areas do have different specialties. They do have different things. So you have to be careful and you want to match yourself up with something that gives you what you want but also maybe that you fit as well. Uh, I do not think Mineta, now I say this and I'll probably, I don't think Mineta's going to end up with Mount Lady, but you never know. You never know. Old squishy balls Mineta may just end up doing it, but you end up as these things are being passed around, you have Todoroki. And remember, Todoroki was drafted by the most people. Bakugo won, but Todoroki had the most drafts. And so he's looking at his list, and it's nice that they end up highlighting one of those so we know exactly what Todoroki's looking at. His dad's agency is one of the ones that is trying to draft him. You would assume that he's not going to go with that, but who knows? Because this is, again, you have to sit there and kind of pick. What it does remind me of is, and there's a couple things. It reminds me a little Harry Potter. With the sorting hat, especially when Harry is going to go and it's going to pick Slytherin. And then he's like, no, 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 I want Gryffindor, Gryffindor. And the hat says to him, oh, yeah, but if you go to Slytherin, you could be so much better. You could be this, but and then picks Gryffindor. So it is kind of like that. You may end up having Todoroki 
who is looking at this and wouldn't want to go to his dip, but maybe he knows how good that is. Maybe this would suit him the most. Maybe he thinks his dad's just screwing with him by doing that, and he's going to call his bluff. We'll have to see. Again, at the end of last chapter, when you did find out, when All Might's like, oh, my God, he's the one who I really thought it was Endeavor. That would have been the surface-level pick. I'm glad it's not. Now, it's not really that much of a surprise now since we ended up having Gran Torino mentioned in the title, so we'll get to that. But you do have that play. Then you have Midoriya, who's shocked at Ororaka because Ororaka has decided to train under Battle Hero Gunhead's agency. Now, Battle Hero Gunhead is a rough-and-tumble scrapper. A scrapper. And you know Midoriya knows these things. That's what's so cool about Midoriya, because you can play these things off of him because he knows all the heroes. He has his hero notes. He knows all of them. He's a fanboy. So he knows the stats and says, why would you do that? Why are you going with, you know, Gunhead? That's weird. You always wanted to go with 13 you're a 13 fangirl why wouldn't you go with 13 that's the hero you love and she's like well i kind of thought after the fight with bakugo it got me to thinking now this is a pretty nice moment on the surface but the layers of this kind of worry me and i kind of feel kind of sad about this because Ororaka seemed to have you know an idea of what she wanted to do she got a little taste of the big time when she ended up going against Bakugo. Now she lost, and it devastated her. And remember, her parents came to see her then, and were just, they are great, they seem like great people. Yeah, they don't have a lot of money, but it doesn't seem to bother them. Or a rocket bothers, but it's not because she's upset for herself. She wants her mom and dad to be able to relax, to actually have some money. Maybe they can go traveling and things like that, but They're there at the store. It's not making a ton of money. They're working their fingers to the bone, not getting anywhere. And it really is affecting her. So what worries me here is she's switching up her game. And it is cute. I mean, Ororok is great. She's doing punches, air punches as she's saying this. And she says getting stronger opens up all sorts of possibilities. And just doing things the same old way is kind of limiting or something. And Midori is looking at, oh, I see. And it, it does make me sad because I think that Ororaka is going a different path than she really wants to and that she really should. She's going this different deal because that's the way I think she thinks. That's how I can be the biggest hero. That'll get me the big time. But that's not her. You know what I mean? It just it does kind of upset me with that, that I'm like, oh, man, she always wanted to do one thing. Now she's saying and even when when she says or something, it's like she's giving herself a pep talk as well, that she has to be the quickest and and most, you know, over the top way to make money quick because her parents need it and she's going to do it, which makes her a complete gem. But it does have me worried. But she ends up then noticing that this is such a goofy play. Midoriya. He's shaking. He's trembling. And what he's doing, he's practicing air chair in class. And that is something that legitimately I had no idea. I kind of saw what was going on. I had no idea what this was, even though at points, not exactly air chair, but I've done what now is considered air chair squats in the past. It's an isometric exercise. And what he's doing is while they're in class, he's kind of sitting but he's above the seat. He's a couple inches above the seat, so everything is being held up by his core, 
This is him training while he's in class in a way that you wouldn't really know that he's training. And it's one of those things of, oh, man, this guy's always training. Even in class, he's doing air chair. And it's funny because they're going back and forth. And Oraraka and Midori are, like, having a lot of fun. They're like, oh, my God, that's great. I mean, you're training in class. Bakugo is getting so mad. He's right there. He's like, these people are so loud and annoying. This is the worst. And you then get Midoriya, who kind of apes what you had Oraraka say about, he says, I've got to get stronger. Now, his deal is different. He's got to get stronger in my mind because this, you know, all for one here is too powerful. He can't control it. And they've already said that if he keeps doing this and hurting himself, it's going to be done. So he can't have that happen. So I think that while he wants to, you know, try to control his power and his quirk, I don't know that he's that competent that he's going to be able to do that that quickly. So instead, he's trying to make himself more stronger so he could take the damage from it, which is pretty cool. Well, while that's going on, you do end up seeing that Ida has gotten his sheet and he's looking and just glaring at it. And if you want to start seeing a sus Ida, it's right here because glass is bad enough. Me and Luke have said it all along. Anybody in a manga that shows up with glasses, you got to watch out for that guy or gal. They're in big trouble. But when you end up having the glasses and they're like, you can't see through them and it's the face is glaring, now it's big trouble. And he's looking at the sheet, which would be who is drafting him we we know we've heard already because of how far he went in in the whole sports fest that he was drafted by some people so we'll have to see what this is why he's upset but you end up then from there where midori is leaving class and all of a sudden he like opens the door and all Might's just standing there in a really odd pose and says i'm here in a peculiar pose which is a really odd thing to say uh, but you have Midoriya, it's like a jump scare. Hey, why are you so jumpy? He's like, holy crap, it's all my way. And so you end up where he's there to tell Midoriya. Remember, you ended up having just at the end of last chapter where All Might found out from Cementos that somebody had at the last second drafted Midoriya, and here is All Might there to say who it is. It's Gran Torino. Again, it it ends up not being such a surprise because it was in the title. But at that point, you kind of didn't know what that meant, but that's what it is. Gran Torino. Now, it's fun because Midoriya doesn't know a hero named Gran Torino because when All Might then starts explaining, this is a past generation. This is an old guy. This is actually an instructor at UA for one year, but was All Might's homeroom teacher and does know the situation for the one for all, which confuses Midori. So uh, you told me everybody who ended up knowing that, but you never mentioned a Grand Torino. And almost like, yeah, he was retired. I haven't seen him in a while, so it kind of slipped my mind. But he, when he starts talking about Grand Torino and tells Midori about him, it is fun because you end up seeing All Might fanboying out himself, which is kind of a a really a twist there. And he says, Gran Torino is a good friend from the last generation, but he retired so long ago that I forgot about him. But he's sitting there smiling, and you see this, like, past look. It's done very well, almost like it is a flashback deal because it's all darkened out. But you do see from the back, you see the backside, kind of looking over the shoulder. I don't want to say backside. What am I, Mineta? You end up where you see this Gran Torino. Looks like a, a tough young guy. Well, we kind of know he's old, but the question will be how old. Now, 
with all of that, it's fun because Tanya, where All Might seems very excited. Like, yeah, you know, he's my high school, uh, my not high school. He was my homeroom teacher, and he's a great guy, one of these test deals. But then he starts getting upset thinking that Gran Torino was drafted Midoriya because he sees what's going on. He sees that, in fact, Midoriya cannot control the one for all. So that is why he drafted him to get him away from All Might. And All Might, he's going through a crisis here. He's like, well, is he doing this because he thinks I'm not good enough? I'm supposed to be the one that trades him. And he's like, I'll give him a shot, but I'm upset. He's there, his legs shaking. He's pounding the wall. He's very upset and also pretty much weirding out Midoriya. I mean, Midoriya looks very weirded out with that, but you do end up at the last second, which is kind of funny because I didn't really think about this, but it makes sense. He says, and don't forget your costume, it's been repaired. So, okay, everybody is gathering up. And you do have Ayazawa. He's looking through all the kids' deal. This is like the standard deal that you see in a lot of mangas. And a lot of schools do this. I don't remember doing it quite myself. But I know in Japan, at least through the manga, we know that it is something where it's like, not career day, but pick your career day. See what you're going to do. We even saw at the beginning of this whole series where you ended up having them do it in their high school. You know, you ended up having Bakugo and Midoriya both say that they wanted to go to UA. So it's the same, but this is for who you want to have train you, who you picked, all that. And you have Ayazawa sitting there and he's like, huh. And you have Ida's deal. Now remember, Ida, and I do think I remember he was drafted by people, but instead he's picked an agency to intern at, which is odd right there, but also ends up where he only has one choice. He didn't even pick a second or third choice. He just wants to go to the hero agency in Hasu, Tokyo. And Aizawa seems to know what this means. He says, Could it be? Now, if I'm going to have a crystal ball out, what I think it is is that Ida has pretty much determined. He he's a smart guy, right? He ends up knowing stats and he's uh, you know puts things together. He doesn't do things just half cock. And I think that what he has done is probably mapped out all the heroes that Stain, the the hero killer villain, has gone and has pretty much figured out a central location that he thinks Stain is around and that he wants to go to this agency so that. Maybe on the down low, he can go and try to search out and kill Stain, the hero killing villain. If you, everybody should remember, but if you don't remember, that's the villain Stain who ended up crippling Ida's brother. So he definitely, I think, wants revenge. And it goes with that thing again where Ida didn't even want to take the mantle from his brother uh, because he doesn't want to just admit that his brother's done i think but he needs to do this and it, it's gonna it looks like how this is going by the end of this chapter like oh man ida it, we hardly knew ye that he might not be long for for this world but we'll see we'll see i don't know like i said i haven't read ahead or anything like that it just gave me that feeling as i as i was putting two and two together himself but all the kids they have all their stuff packed you're not allowed to wear your you know, costumes out and about. So they're in their suitcases and they go off. They say goodbye to each other. Everybody's going their way for a while. And you do have Ida just walking away. Doesn't even say goodbye to Ororaka or Midoriya. And they're standing together and they yell out, Ida. 
And you get a really nice progression where you do see that Midoriya and Oraraka, they know exactly what happened to Ida's brother because it's been on the news. The news has reported that it's Stain, the hero-killing villain, that Ida's brother, Ingenium, he is crippled. All that they know, but Ida didn't tell him. He didn't tell him anything. They learned from the news. Ida is being quiet. He's not talking about it. And then you end up where Midoriya calls Ida. Ida, if it ever gets to be too much and you need to talk, just say something. We're your friends. And it's a really nice moment. But the nice moment is kind of pushed aside a bit because both Oraraka and Midoriya, Oraraka looks like she's about to cry. And Midoriya looks kind of like not shocked, but he looks like he's hoping Ida will turn around and say something. Ida does turn around, but the way that the progression goes is so weird. You get this dark Ida who then turns around and in a different shading, it's so much different than what we normally get in the regular art. And he says, sure, that's what he says, just sure. And he's smiling. But I think the way that this is played out and the way the shading, the way everything's going is that he is faking smile. He is doing, he's not going to get a hold of him. He is just wants to get out of there. He wants to say whatever so he can leave. And it really plays out that way because you then end up having the over the top narration with Midorio says, at that moment, I wish I'd said more than that to him because I would eventually come to regret that day. And that is such a, a downer in, in, a, in an issue or a chapter that really started out fun. And you want to see all oh, this Grand Torino. I hope this is cool, whatever. And then you get this real downer in this because I do like Ida. He's been sus a little, but I mean, his brother is crippled, all this stuff. And I'm just worried about him. I'm really, really worried about him. And he walks off. And when he turns around, it's pure evil that he has on his face. It is evil. And I'm like, oh, no. But we move on. Midoriya takes the bullet train to go to see Gran Torino. He has the address that leads him right to just a run-down crack house, it looks like. This thing, foundation of, of sand, this thing is barely being held up. This building is nonsense. And he's like, this, this is where the guy lives? Like, maybe I got the wrong directions. He goes up to the door and ends up looking in. He's like, hey, it's me. I'm here, you know, I, I, you're the hero I'm supposed to come see, all oh my, you know, he's yelling out into this room. And then when he walks in, it's a horror scene. And he yells out, he's dead because he sees this costume guy just face planted on the ground. The funny play is, is that you can kind of recognize the guy from that shot when you ended up having All Might waxing poetic about his homeroom teacher, you can tell that that indeed is Grant Reno. And he's there, and it looks like he's faceplant, blood everywhere, and his intestines coming out from under him and going out onto the floor. So you end up Midoriya, oh my god, he's dead! And this guy jumps up and says, I'm alive! Then Midoriya yells, he's alive! <laughs> Such a crazy progression. And then he's there getting up. And so you see that as he's getting up, he has a cane. He's like, ugh, to slip and fall while carrying ketchup-covered sausage links. How clumsy are, am I? And you're like, really? That's what happened. And you do see then, you, if you didn't notice before, there's a shattered plate, a fork. It makes sense, but does it? It's so crazy to be laying there like that. But he gets up and, he, and who are you? 
And I'm Midoriya. I've come from UA, you know. And he's like, "What? I'm Midoriya. Who are you?" And he's like, "Oh God, this guy's senile." And he ends up where you see he is old. And at this moment, I just thought to myself, "All right, we already had Harry Potter. Well, why not have Star Wars? This really feels like Luke Skywalker with Yoda." And I'm not saying that as a diss. I'm saying it because I love it. And it really is. At one point, you even have. Gran Torino going through Midoriya's suitcase like Yoda. So it's really fun. And he ends up then, he stands up and he's like, who are you? Oh, crap. And he ends up falling down again. And it's like, I really want to eat lunch. And Midoriya's just losing his mind. And he's like, oh, my God, this guy doesn't have it. Why would I have this? I got to get out of here. I'm not going to do this. I'm going to go back and tell All Might it was a bust. I can't. And so you end up where it continues, though, where Gran Torino Toshi Nori. He's like, that, that's not my name. And then he says, Excuse me, I have to make a call. And he's he's just gonna call. I'm gonna call all my tell this guy's office rocker. I hate to tell you. I know that this is your guy and all, but this guy's office rocker. But then very clearly, as you have Gran Torino now going through Midoriya's suitcase a la Yoda, he ends up saying, Fire off an attack. Show me your one for all. And it's like, that is really clear, the way he says it. And then says, I'd like to know what degree you can control it. So Midori's like, what's with what's with the sudden change? This is crazy? Oh, my God. And then he keeps going. Gran Torino says, nice costume, put her on, and come at me. And then turns around and looks at Midori and goes, who are you again? And Midori, oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. And he's like, I need to get, you know. And he wants to leave. But at this point, I think he he thinks that Gran Torino deserves an explanation. And I think this explanation is one of those where he thinks that if he can explain it to Gran Torino, Gran Torino will realize that, yes, this is the best. You better leave. Go and do your thing. Because he says, listen, I need to control my power as soon as possible. All Might. You remember you were his homeroom teacher? Remember All Might, right? One for all. He doesn't have much time left. The time is ticking. I really don't have any time to mess around with a senile guy. He doesn't say that, but that's what he's thinking. I don't have time to mess around here. I, we're going to sit here all day, and you're going to have to. You're going to keep asking me who I am. I need to train. I need to do it quick. Uh, again, almost playing off the Oraka stuff, but a different way, where you end up having both Midoriya and Oraka saying, "I got to get this done quick." And so he ends up saying, "I don't have time to mess with you." And that's where you end up having this Gran Torino. Again, I keep saying it, but like a Yoda who then shows what he is and what he's got and who he really is. He ends up launching himself off of the ground, hits off and ricochets off the ceiling, off the wall, off the ground, boom, over to above the door that Midori is trying to get out of and says, and also you have that he's leering and it, it says leer. So you really know that he's leering. Looks like the Joker all of a sudden, too, I have to say, says, or even like a spawn, like an old man, small spawn, because he's not very tall. But he says, then I'll tell you once more, come at me, you neophyte. So he wants, let's go. And that's pretty good. And Midoriya's like, I like the look of shock on Midoriya's face, because it's shock of maybe like, holy crap, that guy just did something crazy. He might be that, or the shock of, What's with this guy? Is he going to ask me who I am again in two seconds? But it's a really cool ending. It's an abrupt ending, I'll tell you that. 
Uh, but it's really good. It's a banger of a chapter. You have a lot going on in this. I mean, even to the beginning where you have Todoroki, who sees that the Endeavor agency has drafted him and he's just staring at it. Then you have Ida, you have Uraraka deciding that she's got to go a different way and start getting stronger and more violent. And then you have this play that is completely Luke Skywalker and Yoda with Midoriya and Gran Torino, which that makes me give this one of my highest scores that I've given in a while. Maybe it's because I'm just talking here, me, myself, and I, my three least favorite people. I'm going to give it a 9.8. I think that Luke probably would have been around a 9, maybe a 9.5. I don't know. We'll have to ask him a month from now when he shows up. But that's it. I hope everybody enjoyed just me talking about this. I thought it was a great chapter, so I don't mind Yippin' and a yap, and I see that it's like double the amount of time that we usually do with me and Luke, which I don't get. But there you go. I got diarrhea of the mouth when Luke is off being drunk. The guy is drunk. But before we leave, please go over to our Twitter at Weird Manga. Follow us. We'll follow you on back. Then go to our Patreon to help us out for everything we do on these reading clubs. If you're just listening to this one and aren't aware, we have reading clubs for each day of the week. We end up having Spy Family. Then we have My Hero Academia that you're listening to now, Demon Slayer, Jujutsu Kaisen, Chainsaw Man, Death Note, and Dragon Ball. Dragon Ball I do by myself, and the Death Note I do with my man Jason. So there's the weekends is when those come out or should, and it's a little different. Mix it up a little. Luke is a weekday guy usually. I don't know what he is now except that he's drunk, possibly. Right? A little shade. Uh, but yeah, if you want to help us out and get all that going on, please do. And I just hope that everybody's enjoying the show. So with all of that, hopefully Luke and me will talk to you next week. You are all weirdos. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution.